welcome to our channel as you take your time to listen to God's word today with us we believe and pray that this sermon will be a blessing for you as well as your family are you ready for the word yes. when was the last time you heard from God you don't have to answer think for yourself when was the last time you heard from God when was the last time you are sure that you heard from God question number 2 when was the last time you are absolutely sure that you heard from God here's another question how many times just in this last week you wanted God to speak to you just in this last week forget about your life just in this last week how many times you desired in your heart god speak to me just think about that for a minute i want to speak to us this morning on this title can god speak can god speak turn to the person who's sitting next to you look at them and tell them can god speak ask them this question can god speak can god speak can god speak are you sure that god speaks have you ever questioned that god's if god will speak there is also a yes to that in your hearts you just don't want to say it out loud I am a believer for 32 years how can I question that but you have question in your heart many of us face this question in our mind but because we are so spiritual yeah because we are so spiritual we put a spiritual blanket over it and try to move on in life because of the delay that we are facing in hearing from god many of us have this question does god really speak to me have you ever actually asked why should god speak to me why should god speak to me the question really is it is not about if god will speak to us or can god speak to us but the real question that we have is when will god speak to us many of us believe that god will speak but because there is a delay in hearing from god we go into this mindset that god does not want to speak to us hence he is not speaking many of us keep asking god it's an is it a yes is it a yes i need an answer from god is it a yes lord is it a yes lord and god keeps quiet and sometimes by his quietness he also tries to tell us it's a no but we are not ready to take no for an answer god is not answering god is like no is also an answer are you with me no is also an answer answers are different answers are given through various ways But if you have ever questioned can God speak let me tell you God can speak it is not about if he can 
it is not about if he will it's more about when he does are you ready to listen to him stay with me when he does are you ready to even hear what he actually wants to say many times people think that god sounds just like me no god doesn't sound just like you it is you and your head that sounds just like you because often times our heart is deceived by our own desires our heart is convincing enough no one else has to deceive us but our own heart that is why many principles of the world cannot apply to us many say follow your heart the bible says don't follow your heart do anything but what the heart says because your heart whatever you like that morning you don't like it that afternoon i don't like this shirt who bought it me only <laughs> i look so chubby i don't like it many things that we cause many things that we desire and those desires now becomes a comparison to somebody else and then somebody else's likeness starts becoming our likeness and because of that comparison game and because of that competing mindset whatever that you actually decide in the first place you don't like it anymore and this goes in a cycle and this goes in a cycle and this goes in a cycle and in the middle of that you're trying to pray god speak to me and god is like stop being a hamster yeah don't keep going in a cycle in a cycle and that is why sometimes god allows certain radical situation into your life to break you out of that cycle to break you out of that cycle i want us to go into a passage uh, from old testament first samuel chapter 3 because we can relate to this guy because we are all in this process First Samuel chapter three. If you brought your Bibles with you, pick your Bible. If you got your mobile phone and if you got your Bible in it, turn on your Bible. For those who have never had a Bible in your life or never read a Bible in your life, for those of for those people, we have the verses on the screen. All right. First Samuel chapter three, from verses one to thirteen. This is what it says. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting who? Eli. Now, in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare, and visions were quite uncommon. So. the beginning of the text is making it clear that god was not speaking to everybody every day it was not common for god to just show up in a vision in those days just in that season of the life of the people of israelites god was actually silent for some time god was not speaking very in rare occasions he was speaking it was very rare 
So whatever incident that we are going to learn, I mean, read after this, it is not an occurrence that happens every day. It is something really special. And verse 2, it says, One night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. Why is that detail there? It goes to show that this man is actually losing sight and losing vision. But Eli was the man who brought who up? Samuel. Eli was the man who also prayed over Samuel before Samuel was born because Hannah was praying. Eli came out and said, don't worry, God will answer your prayers, go in peace. And Hannah consecrated and committed Samuel saying that she will serve God and Eli in the temple for the rest of his life. So God answered the prayer of Hannah but fulfilled the greater purpose of his kingdom. You listen to me very carefully. You might ask for a son but God might want to bless you with a prophet. You might ask for a daughter but God might choose to give a woman, a worshipper who might impact the rest of the world by writing songs for the glory of Jesus. When God does that, don't panic. I only prayed for an engineer. Why are you doing all this? I only prayed for a civil engineer who will build me a house. What is this? He's building the kingdom of God and all. Don't panic. Because God, as much as he loves you, but he has a greater plan for your life, if your life is surrendered and, and submitted, and if you align your life with the big picture of what God is doing, that is why the Bible says he'll give you more than what you ask for. So Hannah being a wise woman of God, even though she prayed for a son for herself, she understood that she had to offer that son back to the presence of the Lord because what God is giving is not just for her, but for the nations to follow. Because this boy, this boy was going to anoint some kings. Stay with me. This boy was going to anoint the king through whose lineage Jesus Christ was about to be born. Sometimes we pray some prayers and sometimes we are like, why is God not answering it? Why, why is God not speaking to me? Why is God taking time? Because your prayer is not just about you and your generation. Your prayers are sometimes going to impact generation to generation to generation. Let me tell you something. The prayer that Hannah prayed that day for Samuel has blessed King City Church. You know that? It has blessed you. If Hannah did not pray that prayer, you just go through the sequence of events that, that goes from Jesus Christ all the way back. It connects to Hannah's prayer. Don't you ever think 
that your prayer is just a prayer. Don't you ever have a mindset that your prayer is just a prayer. Everybody prays, don't they? Hindus pray, Muslims pray, Christians also pray. Prayer is a very common expression of a human heart to try to connect with the divine. But why is your prayer and my prayer unique and different? Because the one who is receiving on the other side, he is not dead, he is alive. The one who is hearing you on the other side is not deaf, but he can actually hear you. In fact, he hears you even before you open your mouth. So when Hannah prayed here, God gave her Samuel. But when it came about time, whatever Hannah did for herself or whether it's for the kingdom of God, God raised her and her family above that and, she, and he blessed her with the Samuel. And now Samuel is under the mentorship of who? Eli. So everything that Samuel grew up with, if you, if you see in, in verse 22, uh, um, in, in chapter 2, verse 22, it says, Eli was very old, but he was aware of what his sons were doing. And later, in verse 26, it says, meanwhile. Everybody say, meanwhile. When the Bible says, meanwhile, it's a lot of years. Right? Meanwhile, the boy Samuel grew taller. And grew in favor with the Lord and with the people. Samuel was in the temple. He was very noticeable. He grew in favor with everybody. And everybody was pleased with him. Because he only obeyed what Eli told him to do. But Eli's old, own sons disobeyed God. Disobeyed Eli. And they did things that were not pleasing to God. Now fast forward to chapter 3 and verse 2. This is the context. Now in verse 2, this is what is happening. One night, Eli who was almost blind, by now he had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. There is a detailed position of Samuel here. The lamp of God has not gone out. So there's always a, a lamp that is burning in the tabernacle. And he was near the ark of God, which means that even he, where he was sleeping, he was sleeping in the presence of the Lord. All right? Wow, what a... This is why, I tell you, let me tell you this. This is why... At least five... Parents out of seven parents will name their son Sam. <laughs> they read this passage and I want a son just like this. So that he will tell, yes daddy. I want an obedient child like this. May my disobedience don't, you know, don't go into his life. May the obedience of Samuel... Be upon him. 
so we know all the parents who named their son sam all wall fellows my name is also sam and i know later my dad will watch this sermon and i'm going to get a call <laughs> pray for me wherever in this church itself we have about five sams in the team so samuel is in the presence of the lord but you're going to see something shocking that is going to come at the end of this passage everything sounds so beautiful about samuel so far right and as he was near the ark of god suddenly the lord called out samuel s samuel replied what is it he got up and ran to eli here i am did you call me and eli said i didn't call you go back to bed so he did the lord called out again samuel again samuel got up and went to eli here i am did you call me i didn't call you my son eli said go back to bed how many times now two times here comes verse 7 samuel grew up in the temple samuel sleeps in the presence of the lord his bed is near the the ark of god was his bedroom that's how much he was inside the temple and the traditions and everything that went along with it and this is what verse 7 says samuel did not yet know the lord what what because he never had a message from the lord before close the bible he did not have a message from the lord before here is a man who grew up who had the ark of the covenant as his bedroom did not know the lord you can be in church all your life you can perform christianity you can sing in high pitch you can sing in low pitch you can sing off key it does not matter if you don't hear from god you cannot be in relationship with god if you are in relationship with god it means you heard from him you had an encounter with him So don't you ever when you face a situation when you face a problem when you face suffering in your life don't ever stop and think why is god not speaking to me because if he had not spoken and if you had not heard his word you cannot even be in a relationship with jesus it is evident and clear and it's written that Samuel did not know the Lord. He knew about the Lord. He knew about God, but yet he did not have God in him. That is why every time he runs to Eli. He runs to Eli. He kept running back to Eli. There are Elis in your life that God allowed for a season. but there comes a time when god's word will come for yourself don't keep 
going back to Eli. It's important you understand that. It's important you understand that. Because if God cannot speak to you for himself, how can you know the Lord? And if you cannot know the Lord for yourself, how can you claim that you are a believer living in faith? Are you with me? Have you heard from the Lord? Or are you living on somebody else's faith? Are you living under inspiration? Or are you living through a real encounter with Jesus? Are you just living by watching what other people are telling about Jesus? Or are you really having a divine encounter with Jesus? When Samuel goes to Eli, Eli says, because Eli says Eli recognized what was happening. And Eli teaches him. He says, speak God for I am. The next time you hear, the third time when you hear him, you tell him, speak God for I am listening. You see in Eli goes and lies down, goes back to bed and the Lord came and called him as before. Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, Speak, your servant is listening. God called Samuel three times. Jesus spoke to Peter and asked him three times, Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? God has been knocking your heart not just three times, maybe 30 times or maybe 300 times. I don't know. But don't let what God is speaking to you be credited by another human. Because a human cannot credit what God is speaking to you. They can acknowledge. They can direct you towards God. They can ask you to tell Go back to God and seek for yourself. Seek for yourself. But if you look at Samuel's life, you see that God is directly. It was rare for God to speak. It was a season. It was rare for visions to come. But yet God spoke at the appointed time into Samuel's life. And God says to him, I am about to do a shocking thing in Israel. Immediately God gives a plan to Samuel. He says, I am going to carry out all my threats against Eli and his family. From beginning to end. This is the tough part. The man who fed him. The man who clothed him. The man who protected him. The very person who helped him know the Lord. Has disobeyed God. Maybe not Eli directly, but his sons had disobeyed God. So God said, I have to destroy Eli and his sons 
for the nation of Israel to go forward. God will not tolerate anything less of his standards. Anything less of his standards. So he's raising one Samuel from within. And the first job of Samuel is to kick Eli out. Do you think Samuel was ready to hear that from God? How controversial is it? God says, I have warned him that judgment is coming upon his family forever because his sons are blaspheming God. Here is the scary part. Parents, listen to me. His sons are blaspheming God and he hasn't disciplined them. Now, the wrath of God is coming on who? The father and the sons. For a minute I read that and I went, Oh my goodness, if you don't discipline your child, that's also a sin. God is like, yeah. You, got, you can't mess with God. Your children can't mess with God. If, if your children are in the presence of the Lord, lead them to be absolutely surrendered in the presence of the Lord. If you don't discipline them, we discipline them for so many things. We discipline them in education. We discipline them about future. But if you don't discipline them in the ways of the Lord and how they need to worship God, that displeases God. That displeases God. And God accounts it as sin. Scary, right? What about grace? What about it? Grace does not put us in a lower standard than the law. In fact, grace would say, if you don't even think about disciplining, disciplining them, you're doomed. Because grace has always given us a higher standard. A higher standard. So this is what happens to Eli's life. And I often wonder how did Samuel take this news? But Samuel took it. And Samuel did what God wanted him to do. Here is the truth. I want to give you four truths about God speaking to us. If you're ever wondering, can God speak to you? Yes, he can. But he's not going to speak to you the way you want to hear him. If you are ready to say, God, speak to me the way you want to speak to me, you will hear him. If you go to him without your preconceived ideas, without your preconceived notions, without your mindset, clear everything out, go empty, go as a white blank paper, just you sign at the bottom and say, God, you write whatever you want to write. You will see God writing over your life. What we do? We publish a book to the Lord. Lord, I have created a manual for you. Just some guidelines about me and my family. You, you have no clue about us. Just so that you know how we have been and what is going on. And, and if you ever want to speak to us, 
Please refer to chapter 2, point number 3. I would like to know some answers about that. But I am surrendering to you the introduction. The acknowledgement is for you only. I have copied from uh, Psalms. For I will praise you and glorify you at all times. But still read the rest of the chapters. For I have a lot of things that I want you to speak to me about. And God is like, great. No, no thanks. Because he knows you be, even before you were created in your mother's womb. The problem is that we are cluttered. We are cluttered by our selfish desires. We are cluttered by what we think is right for God. We are either cluttered by our selfish desires and sins or we are cluttered by self-righteousness. Hello, somebody. I am too good to do this. Self-righteousness. You're either self-righteous or you're either selfish. Some cell is going on in your life. And God wants you to meet in the middle and say some things to you. But are you ready to hear? Number one, in his time, he will speak. You need to understand that God speaks in his time. Your need is not an obligation for God to speak. But your faith can move his heart. Are you you're with me? The woman who had the issue of the blood, it was a huge need in her life that she has to be healed. But he was going on in his business. He did not stop for her. But while he was moving, this woman had such great faith that, that she did not even want to disturb God, but just tap into his spirit and receive. And Jesus was like, who does that? Who did that? And then he brought her in front of everybody and asked, woman, what do you want? She was already healed when she touched him. Then she asked, woman, what do you want? And he spoke into his life saying that her sins are forgiven. Many a times, I want to shine for God. I want to shine for God. I want to do this for God. I want to do that for God. Great. But sometimes God wants you to stay in the edge. Just stay tapped in for some season. When he brings you to the front, you come. When I say front, it's not about the stage. It's just, just that everybody can see. But until then, he keeps you in the peripheral vision of his life and what he's doing. But are you willing to stay there? Even that is God speaking to you. It is not about if God can. It's about when God will. When God does speak to you, can you respond? Can you take it? Here's the truth about God speaking to us. Number two is, you just got to be still sometimes. Just be still. Be still and know. Psalms 46 verse 10, it says, Be still and know that I am God. Now that is written, that is not written when 
people of israel were in the time of meditation and solitude it was written you read the entire passage that's the only verse that is odd in that chapter you know that the entire chapter is about fighting and killing and swords and 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 and, ba- and battles and warriors but we don't read the entire chapter no because we read from the calendar huh verse for the day i pray that that you version you make it chapter for the day it's like tablet kaalil onnu night onnu in between there are so many whatsapp forwards i am so fed but spiritually i am so fed Oh, you're not. All right. He's saying, in the midst of your fights, in the midst of your battles, can you be still? It's like almost God saying, "You have a sword. You're about to. You know you have a chance. You know you have a chance to really get this done." and that moment he comes be still you know you can get it you know you can do it you know you have enough money you know you have enough power you know you have enough influence and that time god says be still uh uh-uh. uh don't swipe that card uh uh-uh. uh don't move now oh it's a great opportunity god says, no be still and everything in you wants to do otherwise but that is sometime god speaking to you to show you that it is not you but it is him who gives you an advice to a soldier in the middle of the war to be still and know that he is god only jesus only jesus because the battle belongs to him because the word has already been spoken over your life that no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper and sometimes we just need to put our weapon inside and to be still in the presence of the lord and see watch him play watch him fight watch him bring you victory i have seen for my very own eyes sometimes a door is about to open and i know that it's going to happen and god says don't you dare touch that door i'm like god they want to build your kingdom lord I said no no they don't I said what do you mean they don't they told me i said no don't you touch it and i have seen god shut some doors right in front of me and all of a sudden i have found myself standing in the very place where god has already created provisions sometimes you got to be just still and know that you are already in victory sometimes we got to be still and know that where you are is where god has spoken you into the problem is we forgot we forgot that you are already living in the promises of god you know the psalmist writes your word 
and a light to my your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path your word is a lamp unto my feet a light to my path this is what we imagine right this is what we imagine i have some wild imaginations stay, stay with me what if what if david carried a candle in his hand and every time he said your word is a lamp to my feet he put a candle there but he took a step a word is your word is a lamp to my feet i don't know where i'm going next but i know i need to be here right now even if you're quiet i'm going to be here right now because this is how far you have spoken i'm going to stay he puts a light there then god says okay next step i don't know where i'm going it's okay take the next step i don't have enough money good take the next step i'm waiting on my promotion somebody else got the promotion good because it wasn't yours in the first place i have something else for you lamp to my feet 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 and sometimes somewhere along the line david just stopped for a minute and thought he looked back and the entire path that he came is lit even though my tomorrow looks dark the one who has litted my path so far is more than able to carry me forward your word is a lamp to my feet and i look back to see that it has been a light to my path So even if tomorrow may seem dark I will turn around and take a step forward Oh I'm anxious good 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 Everybody say I thank God for my anxiety Nobody wants to do that Come on I thank God for my anxiety because it is in your anxiousness god can speak in slow beautiful still voice and bring you out of your anxiety to a place of firm foundation for he will place your feet on solid rock not on sinking sand he has no business with sinking sand but he is the one who build rocks for your life firm things for your life even for you right now to feel anxious about something is because you have lived so far in the promises of god it's like my daughter coming in you know after her 10th birthday she like i'm so anxious if my dad is going to feed me for the next 10 years why ma 10 years he fed me next 10 years i don't have any assurance if he will and me as a father like hey dumbo if i fed you for 10 years 
isn't that proof enough that i love you and i'm able to do it for another even 100 years if i have to because i'm your dad i'm your dad what are you talking about and sometimes this is what the devil does he tries to create a diversion in your relationship with who jesus is and the kind of authority and power that you have to claim and receive and proclaim and he creates diversion he creates doubts he creates anxiety and if you build a house over it you will sink don't build a castle around your doubts don't build a castle around your doubts don't build a castle around your fear because god will just snap you out of it because his promises are greater the third thing is are you willing when god speaks to you be willing be willing to obey be willing to seek him more be willing to forgive and to be forgiven second chronicles chapter 7 verse 14 this is what it says let's all stand together and let's read it then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways i will hear from heaven and i will forgive their sins and i will restore their land can god speak to me yes he can but are you willing to listen to him are you willing to hear his voice are you willing to obey are you willing to seek are you willing to forgive and let go are you willing to not dwell in the hurts of the people and judge god by that you know what i'm saying people hurt me why did god allow this people hurt you god never did don't judge god through what you experience with human beings god allowed certain things in your life certain things happen but in that god also says i am loving you and i want to restore you if you can come to me in relationship and if you can be strong in the promises that i have for you because it is those promises that has led you so far and it is those promises that will continue to lead you into your next season are you willing the question is are you willing the question you got to ask your soul is is your soul willing to experience god right now right now right now in first samuel chapter 3 verse 10 and we have verse 10 on the screen it says now lord came and called as before what does that tell us the lord came to samuel just like he came to him before the lord will come to you just as he came to you in the age of 10 the first time when i heard from god was at the age of 11 only when i grew up i realized actually god spoke to me when i was 11 years old sometimes it takes 20 years to realize when god spoke to you the same god who came to you in your 11th year the same god who spoke to you in your 20s 
the same god who's speaking to you now he'll come back to you he'll come back to you what does it say about our god he's not going to give up on you just because samuel went to eli god in a, hey i've been calling you you are going to eli ah eli periya laita na on life la never am i calling you again did he ever do that you know why you and i have insecurities he is super secure you and i have will god speak to me will he come back to me and god is like no matter how many times you run to the wrong address i put a u turn i bring you back and i'm calling you again and again and again and again and again and again and again because i won't give up on you are you ready though are you ready are you ready to completely surrender are you ready to say whatever it takes lord i will not allow my insecurities to control my life i will not allow my inadequacy to decide my future i will not see the patterns of the world of how of how it operates but i know i have a unique calling i know my life is unique so god's provision will also be unique you are following a unique god but you want the same pattern as other people hello they took loan and they got this many percentage and god is like hey yay yelai listen to me all my friends are married and they have carried and they have birthed i am still praying for my man he knows he knows but there is a unique thing over your life so when you living in the uniqueness receive what god has for you in a unique way don't fall for the patterns don't fall for the patterns don't try to copy paste somebody else's pattern because you don't know what layers of things that is going on in their life because you only see instagram reel you only see highlight of somebody else's life they might not even be on holiday they're probably in kaveri river just like this california beach and here you are you know going through you know anxiety and insecurity you know oh my god avanga la california poranga i am still in kaveri bridge and then you are so vexed and you look down and that person is there only <laughs> This is what social media has done to us. But where did social media got this concept? It has already been happening in human mind. They just add technology to it and they brought it out. They started making money out of our insecurities. Oh, I never thought of that. There is a name for that subject. It's called marketing. <laughs> All right. 
it's good it's good some things are good some things are bad but let me tell you may your soul not be fed by the patterns of the world what is feeding your heart what is overpowering your soul what is it that that you are constantly thinking about all your life god has been faithful will he leave you now he won't he won't he won't trust him trust him every child of god there is something unique over your life and papa god you heard me not god of thunder and lightning and all <laughs> papa that's how he taught us to speak to him our father in heaven when he told us how to address him you think how he will address you back how will he address you back he told you to call him father but in our head you always imagine that he looks at me with anger oh you pitiful sloth my 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 toe want to nasikify you every day you're like lord please i am thodapakatte andavare i am a broomstick in your kingdom convert as if god you know works for some supermarket created dustpan and dustbin and all this and god is like my son my daughter if you are calling me papa I, i'm there i'm i am there you're my son you're my daughter we have this relationship that we are building and and god wants to assure you that i've got you turn to the person shake them up and tell them god has got you shake them up again and tell him our papa has got us so wake up come on tell them wake up come on tell them rise up come on tell them get out of your grave because if you build some things around insecurity if you're building some things around around lies of the devil if you're building something around that are not true that is not a castle it's a grave and god is bringing some people out of the grave and he wants to put you on a rock not in front of one can you raise your hands and say thank you jesus keep praying lord speak to me four truths about god speaking to you in his time he will speak you need to be still you need to be willing and you need to be ready thank you for listening to our sermon today we hope that it was a blessing for you as well as your family if you would like to support our ministry you can do so by visiting kingcitychurch.org/give And if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, please subscribe and hit the bell icon to be notified on our upcoming sermon. 
We hope to see you next week with another inspiring sermon. Until then, God bless you all.